If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who save with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my teammate, Ashley Nicole Moss. And we're joined by two-time Pro Bowl defensive end of the Kansas City Chiefs and owner of Honey Uninhibited, which is a restaurant down in South Florida. My brother, Carlos Dunlap. Loso, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, bro? What's I good? can't complain, man. I ain't, I ain't chopped it up with you in what, about two, three weeks, man? So it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah. I, I know you're in that grind and training camp. Everything moved kind of fast. Look, let's get into it. Like I said, you just signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, me and you had been talking about this for a while. Like, what... What was it about Kansas City that gave you the reassurance to sign with them? I know, like, you wanted to get over 100 sacks. I believe you're at 96 right now. You also wanted to play for a contender that was big for you. And you also wanted to know how you were going to be used in the defense. So what was it about Kansas City that gave you that reassurance? Uh, It was during the visit. Um, When I met with the coaches, they cleared up all those questions. We went through some film. They stayed up with me till about 1 in the morning. Um, basically going over film, answering all the questions that I wanted to and reviewing the, the tape. So uh, after, you know, a night like that, them taking the time to do so during camp, it kind of just showed me the importance of them, you know, wanting me to sign up. And, you know, you already answered the other two questions. I wanted to be with a contender and I wanted the opportunity to get over 100 and plus sacks. Well, how, how, would, how did they say they were going to use you specific, specifically? Well, I would be going back to a 4-3 defense, which I spent 10 years of my career doing. Um, you know, being that left end, right end, moving around throughout the defense. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because I don't want to talk about that. But it's, uh, it's a defense similar to, you know, I already probably said too much because they're probably going to go back and look at my Cincy film now that I said that too. But, Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of the critiques of the Chiefs has been that they didn't pay, t- they didn't give enough attention to the defense, especially when trying to get better than they were when they went ahead and made their Super Bowl runs. So, without giving too much away, can you go ahead and say if that has changed and the defense is drastically better, slightly better, or pretty much the same defense we're accustomed to seeing? I mean, if you're talking to me and I'm tired. <laughs> I feel like I can add that value personally. That's why I'm here. That's why I signed up. That's why they wanted me here. 
But from what I can see and being around there and competing with the defense, I believe that people have underestimated the players that are here. And I look forward to going out there and adding to what they already have here. Los, now you've been in training camp for about a week now. Tell us about this Kansas City culture. And, and can you tell from being there in your short time why they've always had success? It's very structured. Um, it's competitive. Um, I think it starts from the top down. Everyone buys in. Uh, I haven't seen so, I mean, in Seattle and, you know, early on in Cincy when T.O. and Chad were there. Um, I hadn't seen this many fans consistently come, and I've never seen them come to a 9 a.m. practice. So that's the first, you know, that's one of one. Um, and we practice at 9 a.m. every day, and it's, you know, probably close to, I don't know how many thousands of people out there, but the stands are pretty packed, and they're out there the whole day, and it's 90-something degrees, and there's definitely no shade. Oh, out no. <laughs> I love the Cowboys, but I ain't going to be sitting out in 90 degree weather at 9 a.m. to see him practice. I'll catch y'all during the regular season. But um, so are you saying that they do the voodoo on you guys like the Patriots, the Patriot way, is it the Kansas City way? Like what goes on there? They got they nah. spike your juice, your Gatorade. What's going on? <laughs> I, I heard the uh, I heard the Patriots way is a little bit different and a lot different in multiple different ways. I'm not going to touch on that because I personally don't know, but I've heard things. But they brainwash them out there yeah. in New yeah. England. They run experiments on them, like the like the Russian and Rocky. They got them in the on the treadmill with the watching certain video. I've 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 heard stories. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that was true, but. Whatever works for them has been working, too. So, you know, I'm happy to be with KC because obviously what they've done the last couple of years um, is a lot more than I've been able to do. Um, I've never won a playoff game. and I look forward to competing in and winning my first of many more to come. Now, Los, you've normally been the guy on the edge that had the red dot on you, right? Had got the attention from the offensive line. Now you go to Kansas City with a perennial pro bowler like Chris Jones. Just talk about how you guys can work with each other and how he can even free you up so you can get to the quarterback. Uh, Chris demands a lot of attention. He's the he's the big ticket item on the D-line, as you know how that goes. So he's definitely going to have, um, you know, a lot of attention coming his way. I think uh, some of the ways that I rush can complement him and then my experience can complement him. Obviously, I've rushed with dominant interior rushers before, being Geno Atkins. But, you know, Chris is a – uh, six five six six different animal. So I look forward to you know getting in rhythm with him, getting to know him better. Then you got Frank, you got the young bull George. Uh, we got a lot of we got a lot of different pieces, and I'm not going to say the other names because I want them <laughs> to during the season. But those are the three names that everybody knows of and is looking forward to make different plays. But there's going to be probably about two um, other names, uh, two to three other names that I know are going to pop out. And one in particular I'm very excited about, but we're going to continue to to craft and get better and then let the preseason build us into the regular season. This is I Am Athlete. Tonight I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my teammate, Ashley Nicole Moss, and we're talking to Pro Bowl defensive end Carlos Dunlap of the Kansas City Chiefs. Come on, Carlos, tell us those two names. Tell us those two names. Well, he's not going to give us the two names. Give us one. I'm still trying to figure out why she got three names. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, Moss is what? Name. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's literally you... Moss is a last name. Ashley Nicole is my first name. Like, 
Anyway, listen, nice pivot. I see what you did there. Um, But I want to switch gears a little bit, talk a little bit about the offense, because, you know, obviously the Kansas City Chiefs have been to four straight AFC championships and they've, you know, seen success with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl very, very quickly. But there has been critiques that the offense has gotten maybe a little bit predictable. And now that the division has drastically gotten better or slightly gotten better, depending on who you ask, and Tyreek Hill, one of the biggest weapons offensively is now down in 305 what have you seen that makes you optimistic that this offense is going to overcome not only the division getting better but also losing an asset and a huge one like Tyreek Hill very much so uh, but we have multiple receivers competing to be that guy and to be a better group as a whole so I think it will be less predictable when you don't know uh, you know Tyreek is the guy that they're going to go to here or whatever, yada, yada, the last five years. This year, you don't know exactly who's going to be that guy. And then we still have T. Kels. So, you know, he's going to come through in the clutch as well. And my homes is my homie. He can hit anything <laughs> on the field. Lowe's, as we just talked about the AFC West, right? It's loaded, man, from top to bottom. Mm. Uh, what has been the message from Andy Reid to you guys to keep you guys locked in? Because you guys have been to four AFC championship games in a row. But again, this AFC West is loaded. And then also, you know, give us your rankings of all the AFC West teams from top to bottom. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the rankings. But uh, give, us, give us your rankings, man. First, like. <laughs> you got to give. I mean, obviously, you're going to say KC first. Yeah, I'm going to put us first, and everybody fall in line where they get in line, really. Hey, come on, man. Go ahead and put it in order, man. They got to see me on the turf. That's Why all I'm Why are you sidestepping? I ain't sidestepping. We're going Euro step, James Harden. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, what's been the message from Reed to, to keep you guys locked in, uh, knowing that the division is as, as loaded as it's, it is this year? Uh, these are my words, not his. Single purpose, single focus, in a sense. Um, you know, we focus on what the next day is and what that is to come, what our goal is to accomplish for that day in that practice. He has um, very specific goals uh, for each day, and they all build into one other thing. Um, and I think that's kind of how he goes about it. He just, you know, take that next step, this to build into that step and not looking too far down the road because he actually has not touched on um, the conference and what's to come because we're still trying to build this competitive team so that we can get back to it. I think he knows, you know, they've had the opportunity to get there multiple times and they can get back there. But now he's trying to see who he's going to get there with. So he's been focusing on us and developing the players, really. Now, Los, you, you talked about Andy Reid's, you know, what his goals were for the team and how to keep AKA you guys Big alive. Red. Yeah. What, what, what are your personal goals for this season? Uh, well, um, to help this team get back to the Super Bowl, um, Don't give us the political answer either. Give us Pearl the real. Purple. To help this team get back to the Super Bowl and then have the opportunity to play in it is my person. And then getting over 100 sacks, which is only four sacks. But, you know, I consistently have done more than that. So I want to, you know, try to get to um, 13 sacks this year. Uh, I think with that, would eclipse the Pro Bowl as she's already touched as much as, as as much as other things. But I would like the opportunity to, you know, tell the Pro Bowl I cannot play in it because I got other obligations in a bigger game. You know? so, <laughs> so you want to be petty is what you said. You trying to be in Arizona. 
Yeah, I want to be. We start the season in Arizona, and I want to end. Uh, it in I got Arizona. you. Mean going to the Super Bowl is what you're saying. We start this season in Arizona, and I want to end it in Arizona. That. I see what you did there. I want to ask you, you know, the the addition of the extra game was, you know, had players kind of 50-50 split. You know, some guys love the opportunity to have that extra game to make a playoff push if they were just right outside of it. Or some guys are just like, listen, we already play so many games. It's already so draining and intense on our bodies. Now you're adding an extra one. You know, where do you stand on that conversation? Uh, you know, I've trained many off seasons with my dog dudes. I believe in my routine, how we compete in the off season. I, I feel like I'm prepared for whatever. And I feel like uh, since about year five, I've just adjusted with whatever the game is thrown at us. So obviously, mm-hmm. the game is constantly trying to stay innovative and um, being health forward, being more mindful of all these different things. And the fans want more football. So who am I not to give it to them? I feel good enough. I felt great last year going into week 17. Um, that was one of the best years that I felt when we had the extra game. So I personally have not felt uh, that 17th game as much as people thought coming in. Um, speaking from, you know, 13 years of experience, I was concerned about the extra game. But I think, you know, my routine, the closest routine and how, you know, training camp practices have changed dues, which you know about. Um, I think all of that is uh, contributing to players playing into their 40, like the Whitworths, the Tom Brady's, all these players. I'm 33, you know. Um, I think, you know, with these with these new uh, CBA rules and training camp practices and um, all this new modern technology and all these different modalities you can do to stay fresh and healthy on the um, field, I think all of those are contributing to players perform at a higher level and much longer. Do you think that there should have been an additional bye week with the addition of an additional mm. game? Mm. Now you, uh, you're talking a whole different language. And <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you feel, Lowe's. If you feel like there should have been another bye week, go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like it's coming. I think they're going to push one extra week in somehow, somehow, because I think they're aiming for this holiday um, in February. Uh, so they can get a four-day weekend. That's a rumor that I heard. Don't quote me on it, but don't be surprised <laughs> if you heard it from me first. <laughs> mm, interesting. And what's up? And one more thing. Hold on. What's up with the NFL infringing on NBA territory and having games on Christmas Day? <laughs> like, damn. We NFL is king. Like, what are we doing? The NBA can't have one holiday? You are um, around sports very frequently, Miss Ashley Nicole Moss. So I think you know that your uncle's dad cousins, whomever, want to see sports. And a lot of them like football more than basketball. So give them that option. I don't like <laughs> having to choose between my Knicks on Christmas oh, Day and my Cowboys. You're going to have to choose just, this year. I, can, <laughs> I just don't want to. Oh, Knicks and yeah, Cowboys? <laughs> ah. Well, my Cowboys <laughs> play Thanksgiving. They don't usually play Christmas. So. Yeah, we're not going to get into those two teams that you named, but I'm all for more sports being available for my aunts and uncles and everybody who loves sports on those days and those holidays. But, you know, your team choice is your team choice. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Lo, so I actually talked about Tyreek Hill being in Miami. Right. And we know that he put the, the fear of God in a lot of defensive coordinators. So it's going to be a much different look on offense for the Chiefs this year. Uh, you talked about there's a couple guys vying to be that guy to take over that number one spot. Uh, has there been a receiver that really has stood out to you or even a running back that stood out to you um, since you've been there this week? 
You trying to get me to snitch. <laughs> Bro, I'm just saying, if you saying that somebody look good, that's not yes. snitching. That's just speaking yes. facts. Yes, I um, am excited about a couple of um, people that are not the people that people are looking at. I'm not going to get into numbers. Come on, man. You got to give us you got to give us one one guy outside the box that nobody's thinking about that we have to look out for. I think there's going to be a strong rotation at running back. I think we got a host of receivers who we're going to disperse the ball to. And you still got TK. And I'm still getting to know all the other players. So I don't want to go into naming names because I only practice two practices. Can I get the the names down first, sir? You got Valdez Scantling, right? You got Scott Moore on the outside. You got McCole Hartman. You know those names, boy. You're trying to play funny. I seen them both. I seen all four of those guys go over top and take the top off. I seen and all Juju, your boy Juju, who used to be in the AFC North with you. And I know Juju to to game be a game changer and game breaker for multiple years, being uh, in Cincy versus the Steelers. So you just talked about five people, and typically five ain't on the field at the same time. So that tells you what I said. We're gonna have a mean rotation of multiple <laughs> guys that uh, that Mahomie can hit. <laughs> Well, actually, this final question. You're an owner, right, of a restaurant called Honey Inhibited down in South Florida. Uh, where did you get the inspiration from to th- open up a restaurant? Uh, honey got dual meaning. Um, it, it's got two names, not three like some people in here, but Honey Inhibited. <laughs> honey has a dual meaning. Mean you can come and taste our honey, which tastes good on all of our breakfast items, and or you can come and bring your honey to Honey and have you know a great Southern um, uninhibited experience means without restraints and without the influences of the fast life of Miami because we're just outside of Brickell and the roads, which connects to Coco Walk, as she touched on, is a beautiful, developing, fast-growing community. Yeah, I mean, if you guys haven't, you know, it's been delicious. to his restaurant, you really if you've been, been to there. South Florida, make sure you get there. I mean, the snapper and grits is fire. Mm-hmm. He has so many different pancakes op- options, uh, chicken and waffles there, and, and vegan options lucky, for you too. Celebrity, aka Mama Dunlap. Just no saying. question, Mama Mama Dunlap be there on the regular. <laughs> definitely a celebrity in my eyes, and we've had the support of many of um, celebrities, people, um, and you know everybody. Somebody, somebody's. Uh, son, daughter, whomever to somebody. So um, I'm grateful for all of our guests who have, you know, chosen to pollinate my restaurant over the first three <laughs> years because we just had our anniversary and we just won yeah. brunch in Miami and we don't even have a PR company. So that's a blessing. Mm. That means I need people- you to I need you when your football career is over to run for office or something. <laughs> now, this guy could definitely run for office, man. But no, he's at home. I'm thinking about him. Council, home. mayor, <laughs> president. I don't know. Like just the something. Boston came out with the office. It was office with AW. <laughs> yeah, but now, nah, but when you look up top brunt spots in, in Miami and South Florida, Honey Uninhibited comes up. Uh, just proud of you, man, and all your ventures. You know, off the field and what you've done on the field, man. Appreciate How you. How did I say offers? Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you joining us that's carlos dunlap pro bowl defensive end for the kansas city chief appreciate you loso appreciate you having me dudes appreciate you already good to see you again ash (laughs) keep doing what y'all do keep already appreciate you 
What's up, y'all? The Home Depot Retool Your School program is back on the yard and back at it again, bringing up to $150,000 in campus improvement grants to help upgrade and uplift your favorite HBCU campuses. Not only is Retool Your School partnering with HBCUs, but it's also inviting you to join by voting online. Only at retoolyourschool.com vote. You can vote as many times as you want, as often as you want, whenever you want, now through March 24th. If you want to support change across HBCU campuses, all you have to do is vote. So keep doing, keep building, and keep supporting HBCUs at retoolyourschool.com slash vote. Retool your school powered by purpose. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Brandon Marshall from I Am Athlete here to talk about my favorite go-to Britty meal that I can't always enjoy because the carb fear is real. But carb-heavy foods are often the ones we love most. But Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences and compromises. Zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and high in fiber, delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a refreshing, maybe, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, savory breakfast burrito, or mouth-watering cheeseburger. Something for every craving, including sliced bread, loaves, buns, and tortillas. Monthly small drops of indulgence, favorites like the two-gram net carb Hero Croissant, or the one gram net carp hero cheddar biscuit. Don't give up on being a bread hit. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code athlete at checkout. That's athlete at H E R O dot C O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use athlete at H E R O dot C O. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, it's time for our countdown to kickoff segment. In our countdown to co- uh, kickoff segment, we really hone in and focus in on one team as we were leading up to opening night kickoff between the Buffalo Bills and the Los Angeles Rams. And that team today is the Cleveland Browns, and the Cleveland Browns got a lot going on now. They traded for Deshaun Watson. They gave him $230 million guarantee. Now, he's been suspended for six games currently, right? We're waiting on former New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey's decision of the NFL appeal on his suspension. He could be seeing, you know, more time as far as suspension. Now, Watson is slated to actually play against the Jaguars this Friday in preseason. Now, Goodell, Roger Goodell, has said he didn't know when former New Jersey attorney Peter C. Harvey would make a ruling, though the CBA calls for the appeal process to be expedited. Now, they traded away Baker Mayfield because they gave so much money to Deshaun Watson to really help Mm -hmm. put them over the top. But it looks like Jacoby Brissett will be the starting quarterback to start the season and maybe even longer than that. Now, Brissett started five games last year for the Miami Dolphins, threw for over 1,200 yards, had five touchdowns and four interceptions. He also played in six other games. Miami mainly used him as a running option at the quarterback position. Now, this is a run-focused offense, right? They have probably the best tandem in the backfield when it comes to running back. And it's not just two guys, right? It's three guys. Uh, Nick Chubb had over 1,200 yards last year, eight touchdowns. 
and Kareem Hunt averaged uh, almost five yards per carry. And their third guy, the Ernest Johnson, when Kareem Hunt and also Nick Chubb were out, he came in and averaged over five yards per carry last year as the third guy. This is one of the best offensive lines, probably the best offensive line in all of football. You're talking about pro bowlers all over the place. Uh, they got a pro bowl and offensive tackle, Jake Conklin, uh, offensive guard, Wyatt Teller, and offensive guard, Joe but uh, Batonia. And a good young offensive tackle in Jed, uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. Now they traded for Amari Cooper from Ashley's Dallas Cowboys. They mm-hmm. lost to Keem Grant, who tore his Achilles, I believe, just yesterday. So they they'll be without him. Donovan Peoples Jones is a young receiver that has looked really good in camp. They're looking for him to take another step. Now this defense, right? They started off kind of slow last year. I believe five in the first ten games they gave up over thirty points. But they really were starting to play some really good defense down the stretch of the season. Now, to me, they have the best edge guy in the league in Miles Gary, who had 16 sacks last year. They re-signed to Davion Clowney, who had nine sacks for them last year. And they drafted a really good defensive tackle who I really liked. I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and that's Perion Winfrey from Oklahoma. He's a guy that can apply pressure up the middle, so a quarterback won't be able to step up in the pocket. And guys like Clowney and also Miles Gary can come around the edge and collect sacks. Jeremiah Wusu Koromoro is a good a linebacker they took last year in the draft. You pair him with Anthony Walker, they have a really good tandem at the linebacking position. And their secondary is really good, right? Pro Bowl corner Denzel Ward, to me, is one of the best corners in all of football. You pair him with Greg Newsom, who they took uh, a few years ago at the cornerback position, and also Greedy Williams, who they took in the draft a few years ago. Makes for a nice cornerback room. And John Johnson is a baller at the safety position. I mean, this guy is so multiple. He can play so many different positions. Ashley, I ask you this: With Jacoby Brissett at quarterback, can the Browns actually make a run and win the AFC North? I mean, anything is possible, right? <laughs> Get us with the Kevin Garnett. Garnett. Anything, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Um, mm. Is it a high possibility? No. Um, it's definitely going to be interesting too because um, there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, the former New Jersey attorney that is you know, um, assign the Watson appeal statistically is very harsh on, you know, sexual assault, sec, you know, cases underneath that umbrella. So that appeal of a year or more being the ultimate ruling, the final suspension is probably more likely than none. So you're looking at an entire season and then some with Jacoby Brissett as your quarterback. So they're going to have to figure it out. They're not going to have a choice if they want to go ahead and and even make it to the playoffs. They're going to have to figure out how to make this team work for him because this is the guy who's going to be responsible more likely than none to lead your team. So while right now it's not feasible because I think that this team is hoping that with the Watson situation that they get at least a few games with him or maybe whatever the situation may be, but they have to start preparing for what this team looks like. If it were Jacoby Brissett's team, cause that's probably going to be the quarterback that's going to be leading them. Um, it's going to be tough though. Like we said, yeah. this is a tough division. Um, what set the Browns apart from those other guys is that, or put them on the same level was the quarterback. When you remove yeah. that, um, now you, you're kind of playing at a deficit and a big one, you know, like you said, you're de- well, the best defense in the world can't help you if you can't put points on the board. So it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah. To me, it comes down to attorney general, Peter C Harvey's decision, right? Cause mm-hmm. say, you know, he, he ups it to 10 games. 
Do they have an outside chance of still competing in the division? Maybe because you get Deshaun back, what, for seven games, maybe six, depending on when you actually have your buy. If they had their buy earlier than, you know, week 10, then, you know, then you could potentially even get him for eight games back, right, if he goes to 10. If he goes to 12 or more, they have no shot in hell. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, I, I love Jacoby Brissett. But Deshaun Watson is a different caliber quarterback. You just you just talked about it, right? He they brought him in there because they wanted a guy that they felt like could take them to the Super Bowl. Because this is a roster that's actually ready to make a Super Bowl push. Again, we talked about it actually, right? This is a run heavy team, so they're not going to ask Kobe to do too much. I just worry right. if that defense, you know, comes out of the gate struggling like they did last year a little bit. And you got to put up 25 points. Can he do that? Because last year when Baker Mayfield was hurt, they struggled putting up over 20 points down the stretch of the season. And that's why they didn't make it into the playoffs. Right. The year before when they were at run heavy and Baker could make throws, right? They were able to get wins and they were able to put up enough points because Baker was able to really, you know, make enough throws with that offense to get enough points, right? Because again, their bread and butter is running the football. They got a three-headed monster. And we've talked about this earlier this week that we know Kareem Hunt wants to get traded because he feels like he's undervalued by what he's getting paid this year, which he is, right? Um, he had he took a lot less money in the second year of that two-year $12 million deal. So they gave him a lot of that money up front, but they also gave him a chance when a lot of other teams wouldn't have gave him a chance coming off the situation he came off of. So, you know, it, it sucks, you know, being in the position he's in because, you know, Kareem Hunt is going to be the guy, right? And the Ernest right. Johnson actually paid him a little bit of money too. I think they gave him uh, some good money. So he's going to be there as well. So they're really going to make sure that they rotate backs. And the thing about Kareem... I would say also just going with what you were saying and the likelihood or the, you know, the possibility rather that say Watson comes back and there's a, in the seven games left, or there's a handful of games left. I think you also have to consider how beat up the offense and defense are going to be because they're going to have to account for the facts or do more in the absence of the quarterback that was supposed to lead them. Right. So when you have your, your backup quarterback, you can't run the same type of schemes that you would with the guy that, you know, you drafted or you trade in this matter for, you know, many, many seasons to come. You have an idea of what that offense is going to look like and how you're going to utilize those weapons within your offense to adhere to his strengths. And, you know, you can say a lot about Watson outside of the game, but he's an incredible quarterback and there's only certain things that he can do. And Jacoby Brissett can never do those things. He's just not him. So you're going to have to go ahead and rely on your offense and especially your defense even more because you're probably not going to get that ball back in your your offense's hands, your quarterback's hands as much as possible. Your defense may be completely beat up by the time Watson gets back. If he does get back, not only that, you may have an offense that's just completely in disarray because they had to go ahead and account for a totally different quarterback than the one that they were hoping to get and they had a mindset of how that offense was going to be played out so that's another thing that may be a knock against them even if he does get a shorter suspension yeah and, and again with with the you know Baltimore Ravens getting healthy right because they were decimated by injuries Lamar right. Jackson coming back from injury I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the AFC Cincinnati Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year and the, the, the one major issue they had was the offensive line and they kind of rectified that this offseason and got Joe Burrow some protection uh, I honestly think they're going to take a step back I know a lot of people think they're going to win a division I think the Baltimore Ravens just because of the pedigree and, and and you know 
the, the Baltimore Ravens have done this for a long time, right? They, they just have a resume and recipe of how to do things and they stick to it, right? They build through the draft, get really good draft picks, get a couple of good free agents and they just pound away. And every year they're right there at the top. And before Lamar Jackson got hurt last year, they were the number one seed in the AFC. So right. I think it's going to be hard pressed for Jacoby Brissett to, that, to, to um, help. I hope that in Cincinnati, they got my man, Joey Ice, some protection. Cause that made well, they did. Well, they got one of your guys, Lyle Collins. He actually just came off the puff pup list today. So he'll begin practicing this week. So we'll see how he looks, you know, at the, the, the tackle position, protecting Joe Burrow out there. Um, the next thing you kind of even hit on this, Ashley, right? You talked about, even if Deshaun Watson does come back, right? Say it's like seven or eight games left. Mm-hmm. I think the team could be beat up potentially because they've had to do so much, especially on a defensive end, right? Um, mm-hmm. When you don't have a, a quarterback that you feel can string it together first down, that's the worst thing as a defensive player, right? I played defensive line for 10 years in the league. There's nothing worse than when you get to the bench and then you hear punt alert. Punt alert means it's third down already and your team is getting ready probably to punt mm-hmm. the ball and you literally and you just, just got grab, to the damn bench. Your breath. <laughs> exactly. That is the worst feeling in the world as a defensive player. So mm-hmm. this defense, again, I said they struggled coming out of the gate. They played really well down the stretch. I think the second year in this defense, I think they're more comfortable in this defense and they could take another step now. They actually have the horses up front now in the woods, Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett to get after the quarterback. I think Perrion Winfrey is going to be a guy that can rush the quarterback from the inside and really help out. And I like their secondary. They got a really good young secondary. And John Johnson, to me, at safety, is one of the best guys at safety in the NFL. So he, he doesn't get his flowers enough. Um, he should he should be a perennial pro bowler. He's not. But I love everything they're able to do. Even going back to his days with the Rams, right? They, they use them in multiple ways. They use them as a linebacker on third down situations, covering different backs and tight ends. And Cleveland Browns did the same thing. Ashley, I'll ask you this. How big of a distraction does Deshaun Watson, you know, potentially increase suspension become for this team throughout the season? Um, I don't think it's become a distraction for the players. I think that earlier when it was a lot of unknowns before the suspension, the initial suspension came down, there's a lot of questions that they were asking, like the main guys, you know, how do you feel about it? I think now that the, the suspension is now in its appeal, I think that they've taken the focus off of the players and their feelings about it and more focus on the organization and the guys within the, and the women and men within the front office and the owners of the franchise and, you know, the higher ups and Goodell and, you know, all those moving pieces. Um, so it's not necessarily a distraction in terms of the questioning. I think if anything, it's more of a nuisance because you have guys in training camp right now preparing for two totally different quarterbacks, right? Like Mm. you can speak on this more when you go into training camp, you're obviously running schemes and running plays with the idea that it's going to be tied to this specific quarterback, that this is the guy you're going to be catching passes from. This is the guy who's going to be handing off the ball. This is the guy you're going to be protecting so he can scramble or he can run out of the pocket. Now you're going into the situation. You're doing that, but you also got to do a little bit of, okay, what if it's Jacoby Brissett? How do we go ahead Mm. and, you know, you know, construct our offense for that guy. And on the defensive end, it's no different. Now you're trying to figure out like what, you can do in the event that you don't have a Deshaun Watson who can a lot of times make something out of nothing and how do you help on your side of the ball to make sure that you're in every single game possible I think that's more of a frustration and an annoyance and a nuisance to the guys on the field than it is a distraction and I could be wrong you can speak on that but that's kind of how I feel 
Yeah, this is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my teammate, Ashton Nicole Moss. And we're in our countdown to kickoff segment talking about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, to your point, Ashley, uh, again, like we're football players. At the end of the day, we have a job to do, right? right. Um, the GM doesn't care about Deshaun. I mean, he cares, obviously, about Deshaun being suspended. But in regards to you doing your job, he doesn't care about how you feel that way. Right. Like, you have to go out there and do your job and play at a high level. They expect you to do that. They pay you to do that. So, yeah, to your point, I don't think it'll be a distraction to players. We we have, we have do a really good job of honing on what's in front of us, right? And and, the, and keeping the main goal the main goal. I know, you know that's a cliche that guys use in NFL locker rooms all the time you know keep the main thing the main thing and that's what's in front of us that's the opponent that we're getting ready to play this week um I think this team because they've known for a while that Deshaun probably was going to get suspended and I think Jacoby Brissett was getting a bulk of the first team reps um I think they knew that they were going to have Jacoby at quarterback for at least the first four weeks bare minimum first four Mm -hmm. weeks so I think they're they're better off than most people probably gives them credit for again to me this roster is set to make a real playoff run of course, that's with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Right. But again, if you're on defense, your job is to go out there and stop them. It doesn't matter how many times. Like, if they don't score, they don't win the game. Like, that's got to be your mindset. And yeah, it sucks. You get frustrated. We just talked about it earlier, right? Nothing worse than coming to the sideline. And right when you sit down and catch your breath, pun alert, pun alert, get ready, pun alert. You're like, damn, didn't they just get the ball? Like, get one first down so I can catch my breath. But that's your job at the end of the day. You get paid to do your job at a very high level. I want to hey. ask you this real quick, because I've yeah. always wondered from a perspective of, you know, a player, when you're in a situation like this, is it difficult? And I'm, I'm sure that there are, are men on this team who have their own personal feelings about what is going on, but mm. you have to put that aside because at the end of the day, you're a roster, you're a team, you're a unit, right? And the ultimate goal is to win. But is it difficult to go ahead and put personal feelings aside for something of this caliber? I mean, you've all probably yeah. played with guys who have, you know, situations off the field and, you know, maybe big ones, maybe small ones but this is a different type of um you know we've never seen something quite like this before in the nfl so how do you how do you as a player deal with separating the two issues you're talking about from like a moral standpoint if you morally like there's fathers there's you know there's sisters and i tell people this all the time the locker room is the most diverse workplace in the world, hands uh-huh. down, it's not even close because I've been in corporate America. I've, I've been in media America, right? I've, I've been in locker rooms and there's truly nothing like it, Ashley. You're talking about guys from all different economic, cultural, religion backgrounds. And there's guys on the team that you're not always going to be cool with, right? right? There's guys on the team that you don't agree with, with how they live or do their thing. Um, mm-hmm. You just wouldn't do it yourself, right? That doesn't mean you're best friends with them. But the, the thing I love about the locker room, like, everybody is different, but we're all coming together for one common goal, right? And if you can keep the, like, again, if you can keep the main thing, the main thing, lock in on what we're trying to do, what our goals are, then all that other stuff, yeah, I might not agree with how you live in your life and what you're doing outside of here, but as long as it doesn't distract us in this locker room and on the field, I can rock with you. We can play, again, we don't have to be best friends. There's, I mean, yeah. there's plenty of people, and that's why I think it's it's unique. People, you know, talk all the time about, like, how can you do this? I guarantee you don't like everybody at your job, but you still got to do your yeah. damn job, right? That's facts, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's no different in the locker room. Like, there's guys, again, that you, you know, morally, you maybe not agree with some of the things they do. But at the end of the day, I still have to go out there 
and do my job. Because again, the GM don't care if I have my, a moral issue with what this right. guy is doing. Like he's paying me to do my job, not his job. So I, I can't really, you know, speak on, you know, what he's doing, but what I can do, as long as it's not a distraction, because if it's becoming a distraction in the locker room and it's taking us away from the mango, then me and him got to have a conversation. Uh-huh. That's a whole nother conversation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have to go out there and do our job and do it at a high level. Cause if not, they're going to bring somebody else in to do it. So mm. Um, to push the conversation forward, uh, and we'll, we'll ask you this last question, and we'll we'll go to break. Who do you think is the most important piece for the Cleveland Browns to have success this year? Whether well, it's player or a position group coach. I mean, obviously, you know, pre situation would be Deshaun Watson, but I'm yeah. going to go ahead. I'm going to say the offensive coordinator because he's going to have to mm. figure out how to go ahead. Which and is get points. which is the head coach, Kevin Stefanski? Yeah, right. He's going to have to go ahead and figure out how to have this team win in spite of their franchise, their new franchise quarterback probably not being available, and that's going to be very interesting because you have a guy who's not on his level who, you know, does not have his skill set, but you still got to put up wins. You know, you still got to get wins if you want to compete in the event that, you know, your franchise guy does come back and there's, you know, a a nice amount of games left. You want him to come back to a situation he can work with and possibly bring you into the postseason and play in the postseason. And, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of eyes on Cleveland for many different reasons. And you want to go ahead and make sure that it's not a lot of the same in spite of all the other things outside of that so that's that's my most important piece right there yeah to me it's the best group on the team it's the offensive line and you talked about it right when you have a quarterback that you know you're not probably going to get as much out of as your you know true number one starting quarterback you got to lean on that offensive line like teams know that they want to run the football so the offensive line is going to have to bow up because they're going to see heavy boxes they're going to be eight man boxes to stop the run they're probably going to single Amari outside single Donovan People Jones on the outside and they're going to say you're not going to beat us running the football and it's going to be on that offensive line there's perennial pro bowlers across it like are you going to man up and be like I don't give a damn how many people you got in the box. We're going to run the ball. We're running it right at you. Ain't a damn thing you can do about it. That's got to be the attitude of this offensive line. And they have that in them. So, I mean, I think it's really, they're going to be the most important piece also for Jacoby to reset, to be comfortable in that pocket, right? You don't want him to get hit and flustered. They're going to have to protect them when they do go play action pass. Cause I don't think, you know, Kevin Stefanski, that's never been his game. He's not going to just come out and drop back with the quarterback and throw 40 times a game, right? It's going to be a balanced offense. They're going to run. He's going to mix in, you know, some play action pass, probably throw some bubble screens just to get Jacoby Brissett comfortable not in the that, game. But you don't want Brissett getting hurt because now you're in a situation. Now you're really up Shit's Creek. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't want him getting hurt and you don't want him getting flustered. So to me, the offensive line is going to be the most important piece to this team. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete Tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete Tonight weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.